And now I wonder if I could fall into the sky. If you think time will pass me by, if you know I walk a thousand miles if I could just see you tonight. I'm recording. Welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Murray. Episode 100. Um, you got through the, the being of me singing Vanessa Carlton a thousand miles. I apologize. Um, it's just me on my own this evening. Uh, no, Sam. Uh, we've had some uh, scheduling conflicts over the last uh, couple of days, which means we couldn't record on Tuesday evening, which we planned to do. And it's just me recording um, about a half hour or so after the Zoria Lahansk nil AS Roma 3 game. I will be talking about that in uh, in due course, but we'll have to go back into chronological order, which um, for us Roma fans was the Derby game on um, on Sunday evening, which uh, didn't go our way. Lazio uh, won the Derby 3-2, the first Derby della Capitale of the season. Um, I imagine for the neutral, it was really, really exciting football and a great game to watch. Um, if you're a fan of either club, it was quite torturous. And um, quite painful and very nerve wracking to watch on a on a Sunday evening as the palate cleanser before the before the big game. Actually, it wasn't a big game; it was Nap- before the Napoli calorie game. Um, so going in in order, Lazio took a two two lead in the first fifteen or so minutes, and they flew out the gates really, really well. And Roma couldn't couldn't cope with it. Um, Felipe Anderson played a wonderful cross-field build to, ball to Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, who headed home and got in front of Rui Patricio, who was, he was punching thin air, managed to collide with Milinkovic-Savic and wiped him out with a clothesline, which we could see in a WWE ring or an AEW ring uh, on a Monday or a Wednesday or a Friday night in America. Um, yeah. The defence was all over the place for that. Malinkovic Savage broke through from a couple of the AS Roma defenders and just just ghosted past him. It was a great ball by Felipe Anderson. Um, Lazio made it 2-0 not long after, and I thought it could have been 1-0. Roma did have a, a shout for a penalty, and it really, in hindsight, it really did look like a penalty. I'm probably clutching at stores and being a bit salty, but the refereeing in this game was very, very poor. Um and then that's, it was Pedro, return of the X, return of a, a person and a player who really suits Mauricio Sarri's football and his I- ideology of how to play the game. Pedro had an excellent game and really, really nullified a couple of the forward attacking Roma players with his, uh, with his, with his, with his position and his skill. Um, Pedro really, really had Roma going and, uh, took his goal really, really well. And it was a really egg on the face of us Roma fans and of Mourinho who um, discarded him and Sari picked up the pieces. And what was Roma's loss was Lazio's gain. Um, Roma got the goal just before half-time after knocking on the door previously. Roma had a, got more of a stronghold onto the game in the, fir- in the last 20, 25 minutes of the game. The first 20 minutes really cost them. Um... Roger Banez with his Ross Geller teeth from France after when Ross got his teeth white in for his date. Um, managed to head home. Actually, a really, really good header and a really good through uh, for, um, assist from Jordan Verity from the corner. 
and you're thinking game on Roma could really capitalize on this in the second half um they were pushing really really forward and it was leaving gaps for Lazio to exploit on the counter-attack with the pace of Immobile and with the craft of Pedro Sergio Menekovic Savic and Felipe Anderson and they did just pass the hour um an excellent three ball from Luis Alberto cut out the the Roma defense like a hot knife through butter and it was through to Chiro Immobile who I thought it was going to go one-on-one with Rui Patricio, but he, he did the old FIFA pass. The old FIFA, when you play against your mates, you go through one-on-one and you see one of your colleagues attacking alongside him. He passed the ball to his to his to the side to Felipe Anderson, who hit a shot which was like a Chavi assist pass. Peak two thousand nine to two thousand fifteen was such precision that it that it um, avoided. Uh, Gianni Comancini and Roger Abanez who just cut through them, and it was three-one. But then just moments later, Roma got a penalty, which was very controversial. It was never a penalty in a million years. And uh, it really turned the tide. Um, Nicolo Zanioli had had a really good game and um, one of his best games since his return back from his his horrific knee injuries that he sustained in the last 18 months. Um, Kicked Akbar Akbar and went down. Penalty was given, went to VAR. Still penalty was given. And uh, Jordan Verity tucked home the penalty past Pepe Reina, but Roma couldn't capitalise that and couldn't get the equaliser, which on play they may have deserved. Um, Pepe Reina, nemesis from the past in the last couple of years against Roma, back in his Napoli days. I was in the stadium where he was the nemesis where, with his epic type shithousery and his time wasting and pulled off some good saves in that game when Napoli won at the uh, Olympico in 2017. He was back at it again. The best keeper in Serie A, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, after he won his award in uh, in midweek, was at it again with two great saves to deny Nicolo Zaniolo and Aldo Shamodorov. And uh, Roma really couldn't capitalise in, in the final 10 minutes where Jose went to, what, a 3-2-5, just going very gung-ho. I think it had Carlos Perez as right wing back and um, it's just like Chris Balling as, as like a going forward Mangini and Yabanez. It was just carnage and just Roma trying to attack. But um, it wasn't to be and that's who were winners and won 3-2 in a crazy game which I said earlier was probably great for the neutral, it's probably horrible for the Eva fans but I think the blue side of Rome were the victorious and hands up and just like enjoy your victories I've got some Lazio fans on social media who are friends with and um, was very gracious in defeat afterwards and said congratulated them on the, on the victory um, it was quite poignant because it went to and Maurizio Sari, who celebrated after the game uh, with the mascot and the, the eagle of Olympia. And Jose Mourinho, on the other side, was was giving his team talk on the pitch. And it was quite poignant, actually, because in in the frame that I saw on BT Sport over here in the UK, and I managed to get a picture of it and post it on social media, it was quite... It showed... Um, sorry, it showed Nicolas Zaleski, who played 12, 13 minutes coming on in the second half substitute and he came on and did okay. I was really praying that he could deliver the ball to, for Roman to, to net the equaliser. Um, he had a really, really tough last couple of days before the derby. Sadly lost his dad to cancer and it shows gr- great spirit and really good like willingness to play in the derby 
he played 12 or 13 minutes and it, it showed afterwards where he was quite, it hit him quite hard and you could see the emotions running quite high. I think he, he was looking to the heavens and you could see he was just about to, to, to sadly cry. And, um, I really, really felt sorry for him. He was consoled by a couple of his teammates and it shows really, really great character that just after two days after his dad's passed, he's played 12 minutes in probably one of the biggest derbies in world football and in European and Italian football. And it shows that he's got really, really, really great character. Um, just thoughts and prayers going out to the Zaleski family. I can't imagine what they're going through at the moment. Just like uh, losing someone so close to them. Um, just thoughts and prayers go out to them. Um, I, I did tweet out on Monday thinking we will record on Tuesday. Uh, I got one question, uh, asked for questions and I managed to get one and it's from Matteo at Matteo underscore Marzoli. I apologize, Matteo, if I butchered your surname, I really do. I really apologize. Um, he asked, do you think Perez will get another shot as a starter or is he forever off the bench? Thinking back to the match against Salernitana, he was fantastic. A big reason we won, and he's very solid technically on the ball. If yesterday, sorry, Sunday, wasn't a clear opportunity to get the start, what is? Um, it's a really, really good question. I think he, he's proven that he is a Jose Mourinho player, um, and we got to see it tonight in the Zoria game. I know he didn't really show much going forward, but he showed really, really excuse me, really, really good defensive skills. And he was, he was played really, really well on the right side of the, the four, two, three, one. Um, I was impressed with him in preseason. Um, there were rumors that he was going to go to Newcastle. Um, but that fell through. Um, I will see games where, um, maybe where Roma in the conference league, I can see him starting quite a, a few games in the conference league, maybe in, not in Serie A because I think they're trying to manage Saniolo's minutes at the moment after his two knee ACL injuries. And, um, I just see him as a, an impact sub going forward from the time being, but in the conference league and probably in the Coppa Italia, I, I see Carlos Perez starting the games and probably showing what he is capable of. We've seen it in the past, what he's capable of. He, ha- he did flatter to deceive last season because Roma were playing a different system. They were playing a 3-4-2-1 and this season they're playing a 4-2-3-1 where with wingers, which I think is more suited to Roma this season. Last season, it didn't get the best out of him and Pedro in the latter half of the season, both flattered to deceive. So hopefully going forward with Pe- uh, with um. Carlos Perez, you probably get to see him being more impact some after Zaniolo's had a good 60, 65, maybe 70 minutes where Perez can come on against the Tyrone defense and then stretch the defense and then get in behind the Tyrone and create chances for the attackers for Roma. But yeah, that's what I probably see going forward. Um, After the defeat, it was quite... um, it's quite funny seeing some stuff on social media. Um, just like the, I think some fans were waiting for some fans of other clubs were like waiting to see if Roma would, would lose and like see the wheels on the bus go off. Um, 
it's quite funny to watch that because the people who watch Mourinho in the Premier League, if they have a defeat, they're they're on his back straight away. They won't say anything after he's won three or four in a row, like they did, well, like Roma did previously. Um, I think the pessimistic fans in in Roma were very very quick to react. Just calm down. It's six games into a Serie A season. Uh, Roma are fourth. They've won four games out of six. They've won all the European games that they played in this season, uh, two qualifiers and the two in the group stages. Um, I will be talking about the Zoria Lahance game in a moment. I just calm. Uh, Roma were never going to win the league. Um, it looked like that when, with Roma winning the first six games of the season, three in Europe and three in Serie A, they did um, set up to for defeat. And they got that against Hellas Verona. No problem. Hellas Verona deserved the to win Roma didn't play very well uh got the reaction win against Udinese that was not a great game uh, to be honest Roma were very lucky to get three points out of that um I think they were trying to ease ease themselves in like through the game just to um get themselves ready for the derby um a derby's a derby um, Lazio were quite poor going into the derby. They really struggled for form. Like um, they won their first two games really convincingly against uh, Empoli and Spezia, scoring nine goals and conceding. I think it's conceding two. But then they struggled. They lost against AC Milan. Uh, they lost against Galatasaray in the Europa League thanks to a horrific goalkeeping mistake from Thomas Strakosha. And then they drew the next two games against Calorie and Torino. Um, we all know derby games are, are massive and the form book gets thrown out the window. Um, I had a Roma fan tweet me, why don't you think, sorry, do you, why don't you think uh, Roma will win the game? I, I, I ignored it. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to jinx anything. Same Roma fan tweeted me <laughs> this uh, like 20 minutes after kickoff saying, should Mourinho get sacked? And I'm just thinking, no, don't do it. Just That's probably the worst overreaction. Um, he's building something. He's it's game by game. It will get better. Um, there is still missing pieces of the puzzle, the jigsaw missing. Hopefully that gets sorted out in January. There is a, a massive gaping missing defensive midfielder hole, which has been pointed out quite a lot recently on social media. Uh, and I, I tend to agree with it when watching the games. Where like, there is a massive gaping hole when Roma attack to when Roma defend. Like both def- both midfielders who play in the two and the double p- pivot like to get forward. We are missing someone so clearly in that defensive midfielder role. But we have to wait a couple of months until the January transfer window to sort that out. All right. I digress. I will move forward to tonight's game and then I've got something to talk about about 100th episode afterwards. So tonight... Um, it was Zoria Lahansk nil, AS Roma three, Stefan Al Sharari, Chris Morning, Tommy Abraham with the goals. Um, for me, it wasn't the greatest of performances for 60 65 minutes, it was quite labored. I think, like earlier, Roma trying to get through this game and not have any hiccups going into the Empoli game, going into the international break. Um, if Zoria Lahansk were a bit more dangerous going forward, it could have been a different story. There were some moments going like, going forward for them that caused Roma a bit of problems in the first half. But for me, Roma were very sloppy on the ball. 
after a really good start after Al Sharari's goal, which was a, a really good good through ball from Ibrahim and Darbo, um, who came in back into the side and played well for 70, 75 minutes. Um, Al Sharari ran the keeper and slid it home into an empty net. You're thinking, okay, okay, Roma could get control of this game and put this game to bed after a, an hour, after, sorry, 50, 55, 60 minutes and like go into cruise control. But no, Zoria got into a bit more in the game. Roma were a, a bit panicky um, and really struggled to retain possession. And it took two substitutions in the second half to, to put this game to bed. Um, Nicolo Zaniola and Tammy Abraham came on in the second half for Eldor Shomrodov and Carlos Perez. And in moments, Roma's intensity and going forward just went up a different notch. And it was different. It was night and day, sorry. It was just <laughs> the first five minutes for them two on the pitch were just different class. Uh, and then you got, you got the two goals in just a couple of minutes with Chris Morning scoring from a header from close range after I think it was a flick on from Brian Cristante and then Tammy Abraham capitalizing on a a deflection and then calmly stopping it past the uh, Zoria keeper who was probably the man of the match for them he pulled off some really really good saves and and on the other day it could have been six or seven Um, I think overall the performance you got to be it was comfortable at times but it was just a bit wary at times where Roma were just putting the foot off the pedal. I think with Jose in charge, he wants it at like full power, not full power. So he just wants everyone on their, on their game for 90 minutes. And at times today, it wasn't that Roma were very sloppy at times, but since they got the second goal and then the third goal, the game was over and the scoreline sort of flattered to deceive. And then Roma did have some chances at the end to, to capitalize and extend the lead, but um, it didn't happen. Um, for me, it was good for, to get some minutes for some players who haven't featured that much this season. So to see Marish Kumbula and Chris Morton as the centre-back pairing, excuse me, was your, try not to yawn there, um, was fantastic to see. Um, both played really, really well. Chris Morton for me was man of the match. Um, great goal, great um just uh, anticipation for the the flick on um and for me it was fantastic it was back to the old chris morning before his injuries last season which could tell this season because he didn't have a pre-season after the protracted transfer from manchester united in october yeah almost a year ago um but yeah it was fantastic to see them them two playing. Marish Kambula is an excellent defender and I think with Jose in charge we get to see the best of him and hopefully there's a bit more squad rotation going into the Bodo Glimp games coming up in October and November. Uh, I was impressed with Darbo, Ibrahim Darbo. Um, he excelled brilliantly in the last four or five games of last season. Us Roma fans like to hype up a player from the Primavera. We've done it so many times and so much often but yeah, he looked really good today. He was a bit sloppy at times. Great assist for the goal. Almost scored himself with a great run and a, um, when it was 1-0. It was good to see him back in the, in the side. It was good to see Gonzalo Villar get 12 to 15 minutes in the uh, in the AM role in the number 10 position. And good to see another good solid game from Ricardo Calafiore um, coming in at left-back after... 
Mateus Vigna, who's who started okay. He's adapting to a new league, but Calafiore's put in a couple of strong performances. He looks really, really good going forward. Maybe a little bit suspect in defensively, but as I said with Kumbula, he's got Jose in charge and it's uh it's it's looking good. It's looking good. It's looking really good in Europe. Um Roma two from two. They've got the two games against Bodo Glimt in latter part of October and the first part of November. Hopefully in the last part it's twelve points from twelve and a bit of uh, a bit of calmness and we could see Roma rotating a bit more for the the remaining two games against Zori Lahansk and CSK Sofia. Um and then we've got before the international break is over, we've got the Empoli game, which could be quite interesting to watch. Empoli have done okay so far this season. They've got that magnificent result against Juventus on week two, which I don't think many people saw coming. Um, I'm really intrigued to see this on Sunday evening, um, 5 p.m. kickoff UK time. For any fans in the UK, um, BT Sport has shown the game on the red button. Um, I did look on the live football.tv um, website and it shows us on the red button because I think Fiorentina are kicking off at the same time. So yeah, then, then it's the international break and then we've got Juventus away. And October is not looking great for Roma when you've got Juventus, uh, I think the game against Cagliari, uh, AC Milan, Napoli and going into November plus the two um, the two games against Bodo Glimt in the Europa Conference League. But if Roma can end this part going into the international break, we'll win on Saturday, Sunday evening. It'd be looking looking a bit rosier, and we see those pessimistic fans being a bit optimistic um, going into the, the two week international break, which I feel comes at the wrong times of the season. It's just every year there's a September and October and a November uh, international break coming into the seasons all across Europe, and it kicks. It starts when the season is actually kicking off, and it's actually getting momentum but alas we have to sit up and watch two weeks of international football if you if you're a fan like me you like you support your lower league teams in england you get to go to games and watch tv and watch your, your local teams play but i digress um so this is our hundredth episode um of la magic cast and um we got sent some voice notes from the past um Sam got sent some voice notes from Alex and Greg and he sent them to me and hope uh, you guys get to listen to them at the end of the podcast. And it was just really, really great to see, to hear from these two. Um, I don't I don't think it's Julian has sent one at the moment. If he has, I apologize. And hopefully that will get added into at the, at the end of the pod. But yeah, it's really good to hear from the, from the guys who started this podcast and, I feel really, really honoured to be part of this of this group of guys who like they've passed the baton on to myself, Sam, Imran, and the guys in our Lamagicast WhatsApp group. We I'm really, really privileged of what we're doing at the moment. Um, Lamagicast was around back in the day in what 2010, 2011 season, and the second one under Claudio Ranieri. There was nothing really going around with AS Roma podcast, and really, really, it was really, really refreshing to hear these guys and talk about AS Roma. And I couldn't get more of it. It's, it was fantastic, and the and it was just really, really great to hear. Um, but 
as as times got on, I think it was a bit harder for the guys to to talk more often. And I think the la in the last six to six to nine months, like we've taken that on and just got it back to to a regular schedule. And hopefully, you guys are really really enjoying it. I'm so privileged and so proud on what we're doing. I've been part of what twenty six, twenty seven episodes coming forward from March, and hopefully. Um, we can get the guys on uh, maybe later on the season when their schedule is not as packed. I know it, that times can be a bit hard at the moment. We're going through a global pandemic and hopefully not too long we're out of this global pandemic and we can all, like some of us who watch Roma from here in the UK or in Europe can get to go to games. But yeah, I would love to get the guys back on and do like a, to get the guys from the past back on and really talk about AS Roma because we all remember the OGJs and the Magic Cast, and hopefully we're uh, we're taking this forward into into a into a good direction. We've done a hundred, and here's to a hundred more, um, guys. This is just me um, just talking. Probably I've rambled on too much for twenty five or so minutes. Um, you can find the podcast at themagicast dot com. You can find all podcasts on all app, uh, on all podcast platforms. So you Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow me at, at Scott underscore Munro on Twitter. You can follow the Magicast at, at the Magicast on Twitter. Um, hopefully, we get to do a podcast next week and talk about the Empoli game. I've got two guests lined up for the international break. I've just got to sort out the finer details and when we record. Um, and hopefully you can get to hear those guys for 102 and 103 during the international break. Hi guys, this is Alex saying hello, wishing you all the best. Um, 10 years and uh, 100 episodes. It's a big achievement. So thank you guys for still keeping the wheel spinning. Um, it's a podcast that means a lot to many of us. So hopefully uh, I can chime in on the podcast number 200 in the near future. Hopefully. I just want to add that I'm, I'm personally very happy to see how the new owners have been conducting their plan to revitalize um, Roma in a very difficult moment, not only for us, but for sports and, uh, and economy in, in general. Um, so when it comes to Mourinho, I, I mean, I was surprised like everyone else when he came in, but I think he's, he's said the right things, um, since he came in, not setting the expectations too high, uh, asking us for patience and to support the team in a process that will have a lot of growing pains. Um, so in the short term, I think like, for instance, the, the loss against Lazio and Verona. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, we will, some of us will probably hope that we could bounce back and, 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 and have a season like we had uh, in 2014 with Rudy Garcia when we just kept winning. Um, but uh, I think the team has... Um, some missing some key elements um, to be uh, fighting for the top top position, um, but there is something there to to at least 
make me think that we should be able to compete for the top four. Um, also, I think it's it's very good that the weaknesses we see in the team are so evident that I think we can salvage and remedy uh, those needs in January. Um, I would be more concerned if the issues were more um, harder to pinpoint. Um, but with Mourinho, so far so good. I think that's... I mean, we haven't seen <laughs> so much of this Roma just yet. But so far, so good. Um, but perhaps most of all, I think with the owners as well, um, they have done well to convince us that we can dream about a better future. Uh, and I think Mourinho can can bring that as well. Uh, and I don't think we could ask for more. Thank you, guys. Hey, everyone. It's Greg Simaluka here. Time to talk the 100th episode of La Magicast. I'm not sure Julian, Alex, or myself ever thought it would get this far when we first started. Uh, but it's all thanks to you and our amazing listening audience that the podcast has continued. Speaking of continuing, I want to give another special shout-out to Sam Rubio and Scott Monroe. They've done an amazing job taking over La Magicast, getting it back to regular programming I know we've talked in the past about how difficult it was for the, the core three of us to get that regular programming going. Uh, and Sam and Scott have come in and just done an amazing job. We can't thank them enough um, to keep LaMagicast relevant, high quality, uh, and improving on the normal nonsense that I would generally provide, much like you're listening to right now. So here are just some quick thoughts on, on Roma so far this season and talk a little bit about the Lazio match. I think we're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our record says one story. Our performances overall tell another. I think we're a few amazing Rui Patricio saves away from from being a little bit uh, darker view on our season. Uh, but that's not to say that everything is all doom and gloom. That's why you have a goaltender. That's why you go out and get a goaltender of that quality. Um, but I think if we look at a game like the Lazio one, certainly leaves some folks scratching their heads, getting beat on the counter repeatedly. Uh, but that said, uh, again, I, I think we actually played quite well overall. I think we controlled the ball um, and, you know, a, just a defensive help here or there on some of those counters. And, you know, it's a, we're, we're talking a little bit differently. You know, at worst, we're coming away with a draw. So um, for me, that just screams the word adjustment. I think that's really kind of the key word that Mourinho brings um, in the group messages we have. Uh, with all of your favorite La Magicast personalities, there have been a few times where I've asked for adjustments. I think the halftime of the first game, you know, I, I'd, I'd made some comments and, and a few other times as well. Uh, and, and each time Mourinho has, has delivered. He has really kind of talked to the team or made some sort of in-game change, uh, or maybe it's game to game, right? Because obviously we didn't make too much of an in-game change uh, against Lazio, you know, being beat the same way. Uh, but certainly game to game, you know, there seems to be a, an adjustment that the team makes to kind of cover up for, uh, recent transgressions, so to speak. Uh, which is another way to say that we're not going to Rudy Garcia ourselves into the same exact game plan, uh, every match. So. 
But just looking at the team overall, I, I think they're in a good place. I think they're playing well. I think they know how to play. Another one of my criticisms early on was I just didn't really feel like uh, the team had an identity. And by early on, I mean preseason, which certainly understandable, not full team there, new coach, new system, et cetera. But now I really feel like they need to play. And they have a, a really great mix of skill sets up front uh, and, and attacking midfield perspective. Uh, Pellegrini's obviously been playing fantastic. Uh, you know, Tammy Abraham's been a great addition. Eldor the Wise has been great. Um, so I really like the, the different personalities and then, you know, bring some more experience with, uh, with El Sharawi, et cetera. So I really like what we have up front. I think midfield's playing well. Um, but we, I do agree that we still need that defensive midfielder, that toughness, that grinta that, that I think would really kind of help this defense that would be that person that would maybe pr help prevent some of these defensive, uh, counterattack plays against. Um, secondarily on the defensive side, I, I think, you know, I'd like to see a better partner for Ibanez. I think he's super steady, really consistent play. Um, but Mancini is too hit or miss for me. Uh, he, he, you know, certainly can provide some aerial threat. But then again, as we saw this weekend, so did Ibanez. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see a nice, solid, steady uh, companion for uh, Ibanya. So those are the two things that I think, you know, I'd like to see the, the team, you know, grab in the winter transfer market, um, to really kind of propel us to the next level. But other than that, great job by Roma so far. And, uh, great job, Scott and Sam, um, along with the, uh, the re regular cast of characters that, uh, that joined the podcast. Thanks everybody for 100 episodes. Um, guys, thanks again. Uh, you probably listened to too much of me rappling, as I said earlier. <laughs> I'm recording this on my own on a Thursday evening when the Europa League games are on. Um, just wanted to say, always remember, for Sarama and Jarvis.